Hello, and welcome to the History Voyager. My name is Benjamin Kitchings. As always, there are a zillion podcasts out there. Thank you very, very much for listening to mine. By now, gentle listener, you can probably tell that this podcast has morphed into something other than your standard history podcast. I'm talking about my opinions about a disease, but I'm also talking to you. I'm talking to you about how your life is and how things are going with you and that kind of thing. And the thing I've noticed over and over again is that, first of all, and I wouldn't have known this had I not actually done it, but the thing I've noticed first and foremost is that a lot of you want to hear this, or at least you seem to want to hear it. The numbers for these type of podcasts rival the numbers for the standard history podcast by quite a lot. And the other thing I've noticed is that your stories are just so interesting. Hello, I'm here. This is uh, Ben Kitchings of the History Voyager, and I'm here with Joe, who runs a shop in Oklahoma. What kind of shop is it? It's an herb shop, herb and cannabis shop. Oh, awesome. Um, I did not know that uh, cannabis was legal in Oklahoma. It's legal okay. for medical use. Legal for medical use. Yeah. Um, all right. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. How did you get into the cannabis business, Joe? Well, I was, I've, uh, I had a lifelong love of plants, herbs, foraging for plants and mushrooms. Uh, and then I spent about 20 years as a pharmacy technician and learned about clinical trials and uh, a little bit of medical things about the body. And then I had the opportunity to uh, leave pharmacy when my wife became a nurse. Uh, and uh, I left pharmacy in October. 2019, and I opened up the herb portion of this shop in June, and about one month ago, I was able to add the medical cannabis. Oh, good deal, good deal. Um, All right. So, okay, well, fundamentally, this is a history podcast, so I'm going to ask you... um, I ask you some questions related to COVID-19. Um, and it's fascinating to me the, the variety of answers that I get to this. So here we oh. go. Okay. Um, and I've, I've now learned this is a three-part question. All right. So when did you first hear about COVID-19, for one? Okay, uh so I, in October, I started searching for a place to to locate the business, uh, driving around every day. I finally found that place February 1st. I learned about COVID, I believe it was around mid-January. I learned, uh, I heard it on the radio uh, about this rare, or no, this highly contagious coronavirus. All right. I believe it was around mid-January. Okay. All right. 
When did you discover that, uh, okay, so after you learned about it, like, when did you realize, oh, okay, this is coming here, and then, oh, okay, this is a big deal? Uh, that would have happened right around the time of February. I'd say right around February 1st. Uh, okay. Yeah, right around February 1st, because I remember, uh, I think that we were already starting to see uh, people taking extra precautions around February 1st here. In February, wow. Yeah, I um, think that's when, I think people started thinking about taking precautions here. Now, now, where in Oklahoma do you, would you say you are? I'm in Oklahoma City. Okay, okay. All right. So I've I've been through Oklahoma City. Um, is that would you call that a a medium sized city, big big city? What would you say? That um, is? I think it's a fairly big city. Okay, okay. All right. Now your uh your clientele with the uh the, the herbs and the uh cannabis there, are they um would you would you say that would you say that one of the reasons maybe you learned so much about it so quick is because you have to deal with people's uh basically medical needs? Yes. Okay. So And you, uh okay. the herbal community which I was tapping into from October up until the present time, they were starting to become aware of coronavirus and okay. talk about some flu treatments for it and things. So there was definitely yeah. discussion going on, and that that also affected how I. Okay. That affected a little bit how I went about uh, opening the business. All right. Now, okay. Let me ask you this. Um, now, just just to clarify this for the, I guess me and my listeners, um, when you say herbs, right, you're not talking about like, or are you talking about like herbs that I would put in a pasta or maybe yeah. a chicken dish or something like that? Oh wow! Yeah, okay. we have all sorts of different herbs. Like we have, you know, basil, but we also have like reishi mushroom, shaga mushroom. Uh, some traditional Chinese medicine, some roots. Oh, wow. All sorts That's of different herbs. Medicinal herbs. Uh, right, right. Dried herbs mostly in bulk. Uh, now, how did you, I guess so, you, you said you were in the foraging, and, but when you were younger, looking back on it, like how did you get into this? How did you find this to be an interest to get into? Um... I think it was just the way I was raised in Arkansas and the woods. Uh, you know, we had, a, we had okay. vegetables. We grew mushrooms. You know, my, my parents are into mushrooms quite a bit. Uh, yeah. but as far as the cannabis thing, that was my own thing that I got into since, uh, probably around the age of 18 or so. Okay. <laughs> so I've been, uh, forming my own, uh, relationship with cannabis since then you know it, it's fascinating like um my grandpa um he uh so my people my mother's people are from the, the mountains 
and they're basically mountain folk in, in northwest Georgia. And when you would talk to some of his older relatives, they would always talk about folk remedies for for different things. Like I remember talking about a mustard seed poultice or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And that's how that's how I've gained a lot of um, knowledge of herbs um, is by talking to people, not even um, you know a, a trained herbalist from another area, but just someone who knows the traditions of an area. Uh, right. And then I investigate more about that tradition, and then I see if there's any science behind any anything related there, safety of that kind of remedy as well. So I try to do all those things for my customers. Okay. Now let me ask you, let me ask you this. Uh, do you see the um, kind of the medical cannabis and the medical herbs thing? Is that kind of rising as an answer to basically overpriced insurance and overpriced traditional medicine? Or is it maybe not? Um, rising? Yeah, uh, the, the, I do see, even personally, it's why I've always okay. appreciated herbs because I, uh, you know, I'm a working man with a family to feed and it's insurance has, I've always had insurance through my job, but I don't take part in the medical system because it's too expensive. And yeah. herbs are a cheaper way to do it, a more natural way with less side effects for a lot of things. Um, I, I would never discourage anyone from going to a, a Western medicine doctor, though. Right. An MD or a DO is fine. But okay. it's, not the, it's not the only way. Well, and right. I think a lot of people want to try to allow their body to heal, heal itself. And I think it's possible for a lot of things if we if we do the right uh, practices, eat the right foods, things like that. Yes, sir. Um, let me ask you. Um, okay, so here's a question I, I ask all my business owners that come on the podcast. Uh, how did um, how did coronavirus impact your business? How did the either the shutdown or the virus itself or anything like that? Mm-hmm. Uh, when I, in February, I, I got the building and then I took the same day, uh, my building permit to the city to get it approved because I had to remodel the space from a bicycle shop into a food establishment. Yeah. And the city shut down in February. The city shut down mid-February and, uh, they began working a couple weeks later. Around March, they'd be, they were working from home, but uh, basically it added about a, at least a month, I would say, to the build-out process. Uh, I had a few contractors uh, delay their work because no one knew how to respond exactly. <laughs> huh. And I also had uh, – what was one other part? How has it impacted? Oh, I'm not able to, I was never able to have a grand opening like I was planning. Also, indoor indoor events like classes and workshops 
we haven't been able to start begin those yet. Um, yeah, those are some of the main ones that I'm thinking of right now. <laughs> what? Okay, let me let me ask you. Um, do you have higher speed internet available in your area? Yes. Okay, because there are technological remedies for that. Yeah. Um, there are. Yeah. You're right. For the class, for the classes, uh, et cetera. Just curious. Um, I was just trying to get people in the shop because no, I'm a new I shop it. and I need new people uh, walking in and, and making purchases. No, I, I get it. Um, so, so you can't really talk about business before the pandemic because this is a new shop. Yeah. Um, have you how have you in your little slice of Oklahoma City, how has COVID affected your little piece of Oklahoma City? Mm. And it affected has been affected by schools shutting down, offices uh being empty. There's less traffic on the roads than there was before Corona. Uh, uh yeah. Uh, you don't go to a, I tried going to a football game, uh, to support that band there. And it was just too packed. It was just completely packed and, uh, I didn't feel, I didn't feel comfortable being there. I, I know what you mean. Uh, it's weird how that works, isn't it? Yeah. Um, what about, um, what about it, like your local stores, your local grocery store, things like that? How's that doing? Oh, uh, there's been, been uh, let's see, the business, it's not, right around uh, March we had some runs on the grocery stores and it was hard to get some items. Uh, yeah, what, what, uh, what items can you think of right now? Oh, toilet paper. So, any sort of sanitizer, clean cleaning concentrate, uh, yeah. uh, rubbing alcohol. <laughs> mm, uh, lately, there's been a shortage on. Uh, lately, there's been a shortage on change. Like right. at the grocery store, you have to use a card or pay with exact change. Yeah, that's that's fascinating. I mean, um, what about? Okay, this is a this is a, a question that sort of snuck up on me. Um, in your life and in your world, basically that you're aware of, are you aware of any people that you can't account for? Of what I call missing people. So, like, you know, are there people that should be at work that aren't? Or people that should be around you that aren't, and you just don't—they're not accounted for, at least to your way, of, to you know, to your level of understanding. In the past, since the pandemic. Yeah, since the pandemic. Yeah. Anybody missing out of the out of the ordinary? Well, like for example, okay, I talked to this one lady who works at a grocery store, and she said like. Half of the deli department is just gone, okay? And I talked to another lady, 
and she said, like, in her section of, the, of this big apartment complex, right, like, everybody who, nobody is there who lives above her, like, where'd they all go kind of thing. Yeah. You know, like, she knows they didn't vanish in UFOs, but she's like, did they all, did they go somewhere else? Did they, what happened? I you know have, I mean? I've had two, I had a neighbor who sort of got an RV out of, out of the blue and sort of, uh, like left the house and went yeah. on the road with the family. Okay. It's kind of explainable, but they were kind of <laughs> just, um, just leaving. Yeah. You know, to get away. Uh, have they come back? I, no, no, they haven't come back. Okay. Well, the reason, I mean, this, this snuck up on me the other day because I noticed there was one person I spoke to. Literally, I've talked to people in all walks of life all over America. And there's one person I spoke to who didn't tell me straight out that I'm, I'm missing so and so, like somebody's missing. And it's not like they think they've run away or they were abducted by aliens or anything. They're just, you know, where'd they go? kind of thing. Huh, and, that's interesting. Well, it is. That's why I started at, that's why I started asking you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, uh the question. It's always good to um if there's something weird going on, it's it's like, you know, if I give a customer an herb and, you know, they say, "Oh, it gave me chest pain." That's a serious, you know, that's definitely something to look into. It probably wasn't the herb necessarily, but you always want to be on the lookout. You always want to ask other people, you know, did it make you feel okay, you know? Well, I mean, lots of people have anxiety now. Yeah. And chest pain can, anxiety can manifest as chest pain. Yeah, you're right about that. I was talking to a buddy of mine recently, and he just sort of said, you know, have you ever sat there and just sort of thought how crazy life is right now? Just sort of just marinated and how crazy it is for a while. God. You know? Yeah. Um, it is right. crazy. And I got to say, that was another thing that uh, if I would have been working at my old job through this pandemic, I think I would have been completely freaked out uh, because I already got pretty pretty anxious. I was pretty freaked out for a while. Wondering yeah. if, you know, I would continue to exist or my immediate family. And it was kind of nice building the place here when I was, when I could have been sitting at home freaking out or watching my yeah. phone and reading about it. But I would just put on music and just, you know, grind the floor or cut wood. And okay. that was think- really the main way I got through it. Yeah. When you say building, you literally built your own shop, huh? Well, we remodeled the inside of a strip. Uh, it was a strip center here. And we okay. turned it from a, we built some walls and some counters and built a kitchen, some shelves and a ceilings, things like that. And you said you've had to take it, you took it from a bike shop to more of a restaurant type deal. Was that? Was that a coding situation there in Oklahoma City? Or? Yeah. Yeah, because okay. I wanted to be able to sell food, so I had to be licensed by the health department. So 
I laughed because they required me to have a hand washing station. A hand washing yeah. station near where the yeah. near where the cannabis is dispensed. And uh okay. I'm the only dispensary in Oklahoma City, I believe, with a hand washing station right at the dispensary. <laughs> So I said, thank goodness for city for building codes. Well, now let me ask you this, though. Um, How many medical, let me say the right word, how many cannabis um, shops can there be in Oklahoma City? In Oklahoma City? I would estimate that there are around, I would say at least 300. You're, wow, I wouldn't have thought. Okay, we have more dispensary, more dispensaries per capita than any other state. Oh wow! Um, yeah, one in ten Oklahomans has their medical marijuana card now. Let's drill into that. Why do you suppose there's so many? Um, I mean, there's so many med- cannabis station or cannabis shops in Oklahoma City. I think it's because people are seeing medical value of it. I think I think people see the medical value of it and they want to spend I don't know. I don't know. That's a very complicated question. I don't have the answer to that. <laughs> I oh, hope it's, I hope it's because it's it's helping so many people medically as opposed yeah. to the common perception in Oklahoma City that Medical marijuana dispensaries sell weed to make you get high. Okay, wait. So that's fast. That's that's fascinating. So even though you have so many people, you said one in ten Oklahomans have a medical marijuana card. Yeah. Even though you have so many people with a medical marijuana card, there there's this huge perception that really it's just to get high. Yes. Huh. That's the perception, oh. and I ask I asked all of my customers, you know, what medical condition would, are you trying to um, get relief with? And they all yeah. they usually tell me something really drastic when you ask that yeah. question. Otherwise, well. they might get distracted about what it is that they're trying to achieve with cannabis. Well, you know, there's a. There's a lot of them out there. I mean, there's a lot of them out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like cancer. Cancer's one I know of. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, um, hmm. But the interest so, the interest, yeah. Uh, there's multiple herb shops in this city, about five, maybe six herbs, no cannabis. But there's, uh, I but there's 300 cannabis-only shops. Yeah. And, wow. Yes. Good, good <laughs> Yeah, it's it's inexpensive to get into the <laughs> cannabis business in Oklahoma compared to other states. I would, I would, yeah. So, that's yeah. part of it. All right. So... Um, let me, let me, uh, let me see if there's, um, 
Okay, yeah. What do you think some of the changes from this pandemic are going to be? Like, what do you think some of the social changes or whatever? Let's see. Well, I think if we can get the pandemic controlled, a lot of these things are going to go back to the way they were. You know, I want to hug people. And I want to shake everyone's hand. Yeah. And as soon as, if we can get this thing under, you know, to where everybody feels safe and to where I feel safe and, you know, the majority of of the opinion is it's, we're safe to do this. I mean, that's what I miss. You know, spending time with people. Safe to do what? Spending time with people? Spending time with people in person, up close. Oh, yeah. But I mean, like, as far as, like, do you think businesses, do you think business is going to change? Do you think, uh, like, the economics are going to change? Or Yeah. I think everything's changing because of the pandemic, because it's had such a drastic effect on everyone's life in, in the United yeah. States. So I think a lot of stuff is going to change. Yeah, I do, too. Um, I hope it's going to be a change for the better, though. Like, for instance, well, I hope we yeah. start to realize that we value one another and treat one another with, uh, you know, more with more care to support each other and just, you know, it'd be nice if we could all work together for for the betterment of us all. I think that would be nice. Um, yeah. Huh. All right. Um, do you have any uh, anything you'd like to tell the internet? Uh, let's see. I'd say I'd say if you're thinking about uh, you know if you have a vision in your in your mind. If there's something that you've been dreaming dreaming of doing, um, anything is possible. Uh, nothing can stop you if you uh, if you put your heart into it. Uh, that's just my uh, words of encouragement from me. And you know, yeah, you're not you're not alone. Anybody who's listening. That's one thing I've learned from doing this. I mean, I'm doing this podcast and one thing I've learned talking to all these people I love doing this part like I have a it's a straight up history podcast too and I also do my observations on society but Uh one of the things I love doing with this podcast is actually talking to folks and just hearing what's going on with them and what's up and that's what I hear a lot is that we're together. Whether we realize it or not, we're together. And maybe I'm a little different just because I'm talking to so many people, but like I said, with the there's people all over this country that, that can't account for somebody. Right? Like somebody went missing. Huh. <laughs> you know? I'm going to have to look into that myself because that seems interesting. No, it's fascinating. I don't mean like they were abducted by aliens or they just 
went somewhere else or whatever, just all of a sudden. You know? Mm-hmm. And uh I would not have figured that out had I not been doing this podcast. Uh-huh. It's um, amazing what you can learn just by listening. It is amazing what you can learn just by listening, I think, Joe. It's very amazing. And one of the things I'm learned is that essentially we're not all the same, but we're going through something and we're looking for maybe not a way out, but certainly a way forward. Okay, well, that's been the History Voyager. Anyway, if you want to get in touch with me, I'm going to leave my email and my basically my Facebook group in the description. And what the hey, I'll leave my Twitter as well. Anyway, have a good day, and I'll see you later. Bye-bye.